Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, continuing on in our series, The Right Kind of Faith. Today, the devotional is titled, What to Believe, as illustrated in the Old Testament. And uh, we'll break this up into several parts here. Number one, Genesis. In Genesis 15:6, it says, Abram believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. In the New Testament, it says that Abraham was, quote, fully convinced that what he, God, had promised he was also able to perform, Romans 4.21. Abraham's faith consisted of recognizing God for who he was, and therefore what he could, could and what he would do. In Hebrews, we read that Abraham by faith obeyed, and he went out not knowing where he was going, Hebrews 11.8. Number two, Exodus. In Exodus 5.2, Pharaoh, with his famous last question, as it were, said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? Well, God's response was seen in the ten plagues that he brought upon the land of Egypt. By the time it was done, Pharaoh said, Go, serve the Lord as you said. Exodus 12, verse 31. Note the repeated emphasis throughout, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord your God. Note also the emphasis throughout, that he is a God who delivers, who saves. A key essential component of Old Testament faith was in recognizing God for who he is. Number three, Numbers. In Numbers 14.11, God asked, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me with all the signs which I have performed among them? The rebellious unbelief of the people consisted in not recognizing God for who he was and his ability to deliver. They failed to believe God could bring them into the land of promise. Thus, they failed to recognize his lordship and his saviorhood, which are consistently linked together. Number four, Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 4.35, Moses says, To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord himself is God, that there is none other besides him. God uniquely revealed the reality of his lordship to Israel. In Deuteronomy 32, 39, God said, quote, Now see that I, even I, am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. God alone is to be recognized as sovereign God. This is the stuff of God honoring faith. Number five, Joshua. Rahab in Joshua 2.11, in faith, confessed that, quote, The Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. In Joshua 4.23.24, Joshua says, God dried up the waters of the Jordan and that of the Red Sea, quote, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. At the end of the book, Joshua challenges the people, saying, quote, Choose for yourselves whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24:15. In essence, the issue was this. Who will be your God? This is always the core fundamental 
issue. First Samuel, number six, first Samuel. Hannah in her prayer confessed that there is none beside or like the Lord. First Samuel 2.2. 2. David in first Samuel 17, 45 through 47, in faith said he would take the head off of the Philistine giant, that is Goliath. Quote, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. The great issue is God's lordship. Number seven, 1 Kings. Solomon, in addressing God, said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you. 1 Kings 8, 23. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah challenged the people, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. 1 Kings 18, 21. Then, when the fire fell from heaven, the people said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The great issue in view is who would be their God. In 1 Kings 19, when Elijah ran from Jezebel and hid in a cave, God said to him, Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not, con- that has not kissed him. The true people of God are shown to be faithful worshipers of him. Number eight, 2 Kings. Naaman of Syria came to Israel and was healed of his leprosy by dipping seven times in the Jordan, according to the instruction of the prophet Elisha. Naaman then said, quote, Indeed, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. 2 Kings 5.15 The issue was the lordship of God. Israel, the Lord God of Israel, and that he alone is the one true God. Number nine, 1 Chronicles. In 1 Chronicles 17.20, David prayed, O Lord, there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. In 1 Chronicles 29, when David was appointing Solomon as his successor, he prayed, saying, we find in 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty, for all that is in heaven and earth is yours. Yours is a kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand... It is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise you for your glorious name. Indeed, the Lord God of Israel is exalted as head over all. Number 10, Psalms. In Psalm 83, 18, Asaph prays that God may work to the end, quote, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. The great issue in the Old Testament scriptures <clears throat> is consistent belief, is consistently belief in the God of Israel as he revealed himself to be in conjunction with the patriarchs, that is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and through the nation of Israel. This then builds to the ultimate and climactic revelation of the God of the Bible as seen in the Messiah Jesus. It is this progressive revelation of the truth of God that humanity is responsible to believe. John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. John 20, 31, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and the believing you may have life in his name. And 1 John 5, 20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true, 
in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald signing off for now.